Welcome to Launch Left Podcast. I'm your host, Rain Phoenix, and we are joined today with the band known as the Marias. They just put out a brand new record, if you haven't heard it yet. It's called Cinema. So you guys actually made this record during 2020, during the lockdown, Mm -hmm. as we call it? So we made probably half of the songs during quarantine, and the other half, just like throughout the years, there's one that we wrote even before Super Clean Volume 1, our first EP. And a couple of them sprinkled in like throughout that time as well. But we just didn't feel that it was the right time to release them until cinema. It feels very cohesive. I would think that it was all happened at the same time. That must have something to do with your production. You produce all the tracks and you produce the record. Mm -hmm. You did you produce the EP as well. What really strikes me about your music is, first of all, it has this elevated pop thing going for it but it also is really left to center there's some spanish spoken which i love mixing Mm -hmm. languages and also just almost experimental moments and Mm -hmm. soundscapes as a producer and as an artist obviously you're both in the band is that just happening because that's what you're feeling in the moment or is it something that you put a lot of thought into making a varied piece of work definitely in the moment actually i'd say both i think with cinema we both really wanted the album to be cinematic and sound cinematic and sound like you're watching a movie almost. And so that was the first, really the first time we've ever had a thesis, if you will, like going into an album. And that was new. But once you get really into it, I don't think there was a minute. In those moments when you're really working on a song, there's not really a time where you're like, oh, it has to be cinematic. It's just that's an overall thing to carry with you throughout the process. But once you're like working on it, it may not be cinematic. And then it's later on where you're like, okay, now how can we make it a little more cinematic? Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it's always just however it feels and going with your instinct. I agree. I feel like art does that. It just takes you over. I guess my curiosity is whether there's intentionality behind having such a varied kind of arc of musical styles because you don't just set out to make bedroom pop. There's a genre. Mm -hmm. And I like that you defy genres, but then fit into any one of the ones that are most popular (laughs) or interesting. I think you're right in that. I think it's just, it came natural based on both of our influences. And when we bring all those influences together, then it creates probably varied, you know, genres in the same project. But we also listen to a lot of different music and a lot of different genres and we're inspired by it. So I think when writing and creating cinema, I think how Josh said it was just very natural, like in the moment. And then when it was time to put the track listing together, we were like, huh, like these are pretty different, but still us. So they're going to go on the same album. Very cool. And I read somewhere you have a real love of film Mm -hmm. and that this record in particular called Cinema, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. You were thinking a lot about film and music. Is that Mm -hmm. is that fair? Yeah. Film was like my first love. And I grew up watching a lot of different films and I studied film the years that I went to college. And at the beginning of Josh and I writing music together. It was for film and TV placements or different movies. They would send us little 
descriptions of scenes and then they would say, okay, write something to the scene. The inception of the Marias was because of film and cinema. Now, if you don't mind, I love to always ask people how music first found them. How did music first find you? Um, how did music first find me? I didn't really have a choice. I have two older half-brothers who are both musical and musicians and they were in their 20s when I was born and my mom used to tell me stories of how one of them would just play me songs like while I was in the womb <laughs> and uh, I guess that's probably my first experience of music but growing up in that in the family like music was everything pretty much and I wouldn't trade it for the world and <laughs> there's always like the question of what would you be doing if you weren't in music <laughs> I wouldn't be here <laughs> I have no idea but yeah that's how music found me <laughs> I think probably something similar my dad like plays the guitar and there's always music in our live music in our family at every sort of family gathering and so I think it was just from the very beginning it was just something that was a part of my life I wish I'd said something like I was at the grocery store <laughs> and I'm opening like one and just find me. That's when it hit me, like music. That's the, that's it. Yeah. And I heard you say that you connected through film mm -hmm. and music. Um, is that how you first met and started collaborating? No, we met at a little place in LA called the Kibitz Room. Mm -hmm. I was playing just like an acoustic solo set and Josh was running sound and he came up to me after the show and was like, I love your voice and I love your songs. And I'd love to I love you and I'd love to have you in the studio and try stuff. That's so adorable. How romantic is that? Just about <laughs> as romantic as it gets, I think. That's really <laughs> and I know the Kibitz room. Isn't that part of Cantor's? Oh, yeah. That's like the jam open by yeah. yeah, for a long time through the 90s and mm -hmm. early yeah. aughts. And I wasn't going to do it that night. And a friend of mine just asked me, he's like, could you fill in for the guy running sound? He can't make it tonight. And I was just, like, I was tired. I was like, mm, nah. And he's like, I'll pay you 60 bucks. I'm like, all right, I'll be there. <laughs> Best 60 bucks I ever made. <laughs> wow. What a cool story. And how long ago was that? Honestly, I think one of the most romantic things you could do as a couple is work together mm -hmm. and create and have the creative take over your relationship. Mm -hmm. And it seems like from the music you made and what I've had the uh, good fortune to hear there's such a great collaborative connection mm -hmm. in art that you're sharing as well as in life. And that's so special. You're going to tour in 2022. Do you know, have you already set up tours? Do you know who you're going out with? It's up to us who we want to bring um, on well, the road with us. More or less, it's up to us. Yeah. Like, we have a list of openers. That it is up of, to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. It is no, it's important <laughs> as an artist to curate the experience that you want yeah. um, for the audience, like from beginning to end. So even from the support, the openers, it's, it has to be a curated experience. So we, we like to have a hand in every single part of that experience. So for at sure. the end of the day, it's definitely up to us. What I meant was <laughs> <laughs> that there are some... There's a bunch of artists that we would love to take on tour, and now we got to figure out True. which ones are going to do what and how it's going to work. Flow. But it definitely, it's a curated experience. And we're currently working on our live set right now to only add to that and make it more of, hopefully it'll be less of, oh, let's just go see this gig and a band 
perform mm-hmm. songs and then they're done. We want it to be like an experience and mm-hmm. we're in the middle of that right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> so important. Yeah. I love that there's an attention to detail. Are you going to try to have openers that are multi-instrumentalists that play with you? Or are you, do you have your own band? Are you doing theater shows? Or- it's the same band. Okay. Um, as for openers, that's just whoever they, right. whatever they are. Did you ever see the show Homeland? Yeah. So Carrie Matheson <laughs> in that show has these spells where when she doesn't take her meds or something, she has all these notes all, all over the walls. Yeah. And she's that's how we feel right now. <laughs> as far out as the our, live show. our live show at the moment. So we also have a lot of questions okay. <laughs> about that, too. But I know for sure that we're like the same. We're the same band that we have been since we started. And it's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> to, to see us live. Hopefully it's so, already happening quickly. Mm-hmm. So we're like, yeah. And even throughout quarantine, we were rehearsing together like once or twice a week, just to like keep all the songs top of mind, practice the new songs. We've been practicing for a year for a tour that's next year. And so that's is it four or five people in the live band. It's a- technically six. Six. Yeah, oh, we wow. have a trumpet, trumpet player. player. So, so, so you do actually bring trumpet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, last in uh, 2019, I put out a record and we, I had made sure there was one sax solo in one song and I made sure like Matt Demerit, who's an incredible horn player, showed up and played <laughs> a real sax. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's just like nothing like mm-hmm. it because yeah. you're pushing air and it's hitting mm-hmm. the audience and you need to have it be organic. Yeah. Yeah. Although if you have to tour, sometimes it's not possible. So I love that you've actually made sure to bring it- a trumpet player. He doubles as a tour manager, which is really what kind of makes it all work at these early stages Mm -hmm. when budgets aren't as big as hopefully they will be in the future. So yeah, we find a way to make it work. (laughs) That's so cool. If you don't mind me asking, do you know what kind of venues you're playing? Are you going to do theaters or like 500 or 2000? It's a mix depending on like what city we're hitting in Mm -hmm. in the U.S. There's some theaters. I think we're playing two nights at the Novo here in L.A. Brooklyn Steel. In New York. A couple nights in nice. Brooklyn Steel. So it just depends on the city. <laughs> the big cities we usually do better in, and then the smaller cities. It'll be like three to 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little more than that. But yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you're yeah. creating your... <laughs> I don't creating, know. You're creating your followings as you tour. That's the whole point, right? It's, that's where you grow yeah. more. And once people see you, they love you. They tell their friends. The next place, it's more. That's, yeah. that's what's cool about playing live. We've always taken our live set very seriously mm-hmm. and never been like let's just do it just because people want to see us live we started out the band rehearsing for i think six months before. Um, before our first show which we could have done months before then but we were like we just want to be really tight um and that's been the motto the yeah the motto of the maria's this whole time is just like, put your best foot forward mm-hmm. and don't half-ass anything and give it all the love you got. <laughs> is there a form of activism or cause that you both champion, whether on the road or... I've always championed for animal rights. Mm-hmm. And we, from the beginning, have donated a percentage of what we make to animal rights organizations. But at the same time, all of our... Anything that we make in terms of like merch or music, 10% goes to an organization of our choosing based on what's happening in the world at that time. So last year and the year before, we were giving to organizations that helped 
the Black Lives Matter movement, Raices, which is mm-hmm. an organization that, that yeah. helps with immigrant children. And so it, we've always tried to give back like what we receive. And that's really important for us. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know you did that. <laughs> is there anything else you want to share with our audience about your music? I hope that people listen to our albums. It's a labor of love and we hope that people enjoy it and listen to it with an open mind and understanding that it is a little bit different than the EPs that we've put out before, but it's an experience and I hope that people give it a chance. <laughs> and to for the live, they come see a show, which, which should come see but go easy on us because we're still <laughs> very much in the middle of it. We're trying to work it out. So... <laughs> Hopefully it'll only get better, but I have a feeling it's going to be special to see. Hello, it's Maria from the Marias, and this is our song called Hush. Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. 
Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. 